there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Hope you've got a delicious mug of your favorite brew as you head off to class, or maybe you're just kicking back on a beautiful day. Either way, get ready, because it is time for another caffeinated career conversation. And I've got to tell you, I have been so excited just getting ready to speak with my guest today. And in a minute, you are going to see why for yourselves. He is one of those extra special people that you come across in life who just radiates so much positive energy, you can't help but have a better day just from being in his orbit. Well, after listening to today's conversation, my hope is that you're going to have a better and a happier life. Ulrich Nirlo is the founder of Unified People, a company that he founded to provide executive coaching and mentoring and to work on organizational culture and brand culture. He's worked with some of the biggest brands in Europe, but Ulrich doesn't just work with companies or move companies. He moves people. And that is why I'm interviewing him today. Earlier this year, he published a fantastic book called The Life Bridge, which is based on the balance between the present and the future, something that I know Java junkies struggle with each and every day. Ulrich, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Absolutely, Andrea. And thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so happy and appreciate so much for having me. I want to begin, Ulrich, with the very beginning of Life Bridge. You tell a story about why you completely changed your career trajectory. Yeah. And the story begins with you getting ready to pick up your then almost six-year-old son, Christopher, at school. Can you share that story with the Java Junkie community? I, I definitely can. At that point, uh, I, I was not very uh, reflective and I was in the IT industry and, and living a life that basically had nothing to do with who I was and what was important to me. And that had a major effect on me and me, my behaviors and how I felt. And, and basically, I hated my life at that point. One day, I was uh, I had a very bad day and I was such a bad mood, but I didn't want to take it out on my son. So um, when I arrived at the school, he just started primary school. He was five years old. Uh, I decided when I arrived, I'm going to take these things away from my shoulders and I'm just going to put my focus into what is important, which is him and, and to have a happy face and, 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 and to be positive. And I meet with him in the schoolyard and he picks up his things and we go into the car and we've been driving like a hundred meters. And then he says to me, Hey dad, I've been thinking, okay. I said, not very, I mean, present uh, in that moment, but he continues to say, well, I've been thinking, don't you think it's about time you stop being angry with yourself instead of, and thereby being angry with us all the time. And, you know, and I mean, time and place to still, I, I barely, I mean, I, I, I were very close of crashing my car because it's like, hey, this is my five-year-old son who just puts words into the exact feeling that I've felt for years, but never actually been able to, to uh, speak out loud. And I reflected on it and, and I said to him, you know what? I think you're actually right. I need to change my life. And this is why I do what I do today. 
So how did you do that? How did you start changing your life? I actually uh, had a coach at that point, and I, uh, I said to him, you know what, my son, he just nailed me. And I, I told him that I needed a bit of, uh, of help to to really understand what I was doing wrong and what was important to me. And he asked me several questions that I didn't find the answer to. And he explained to me as well that, I mean, before we find the answers to who we are, we'll never be able to, to live the life that we are, uh, want to live. I knew at that point I should leave the IT industry, which I did. I knew that people were the most important thing for me and not earning money. And I knew that making a difference was as well uh, something that was very important to me. Through my, my managing roles and leader roles, I've always transformed people and was very curious on, on people. I, I just knew that what I wanted to do was to transform people. And um, for some reason, I always had this, this intuition of what good leadership was about. And every time I had the chance of practicing it, we made magical results. And then suddenly there was someone coming, destroying, mostly because of, of fear or because of uh, an intense focus on, on everything is about money and, and pressuring people and squeezing all the juices out of people. Uh, the magic went away again. So instead of making the fights and, and trying to persuade people that I was working for, uh, I decided, hey, I'm going to quit my job, going to start up, unify people, and I'm going to do what I believe is right to do. And yeah, hey, here we are today. Great success. And I'm, I wrote the book and, and uh, it took 14 hours to make the uh, international bestseller level of uh, number one in five different countries. And I, I'm very happy and appreciate it very much. So Ulrich, as you know, most of the Java junkies listening today are between the ages of 18 and 25. Mm. Some of them are still in school. Some have graduated. They're at the beginning of their lives. One of the things that I love so much in the book is that you talk about energy yeah, and how we use the energy that we have. Can you, yeah. can you start explaining to us how we do that? I sure can. So I, I, I like to answer your question by starting somewhere else. I mean, I, I, I'm experiencing a lot of people in, in all ages coming in and saying to me, hey, I'm tired of my job. I want to change it. Can you help me out figuring out what I should do? And of course I can, but that's never actually the, the specific uh, answer that, they, that they're searching for. I mean, they wanted to ask a different question, which is basically what makes me happy. And very few people actually has this knowledge about what makes me happy. And that goes directly into the unknown part, the unconscious part about what is energy, what is giving me energy, and what is draining my energy. And for us people, I believe that there's two kinds of energy. There's a physiological one, and there's this uh, life energy. And the life energy is like a power bank, which means that when, when our physiological uh, energy is gone, we switch automatically into our life energy, which is the power bank. Now, um, energy consumption is like, if I would say to you, hey, Andrew, I'm going to give you $100, uh, and that's what you have to live for every week. Then, I mean, in that case, you will start to think very carefully how you should spend that kind of money. And what we people have to become aware of is that energy is exactly the same thing. Because if we do not become aware of how we invest our energy, we don't know how much we're actually 
spending or using of our life energy every day, which means that you can, for instance, if, if you spend like uh, 50 energy points in, in during uh, the morning, but right before lunch, you do something different that uh, gains, gives you 50% or 50 uh, uh, energy points again, that makes you to go back to equal. When we're not aware of this, I mean, we just spend and waste our energy in ways that we shouldn't. And and energy is, is, is to me, what makes results. I mean, you don't have any gasoline in your car, you will not go from A to B. If you don't get your sleep for, I think it's like six days, you will die. So energy is what is needed to create movement from A to B. Now, the physiological energy is something that on a normal circumstances, we can recharge as people during our sleep or during our rest, whereas the life energy is completely different. It can take uh, a week, it can take a month, it can take a whole lifetime for some people if they just waste it and really, really put it down to the minimum. That's often where the people that, that they get stressed and they completely collapse and they are never able to go back to a normal life. In my perspective, that's because they, they used up their life energy. But energies as well, I mean, in processes, it's in companies, uh, no energy, no results in companies. And again, companies are not aware. But when we make this awareness, when we put our focus into positive energy, we get positive results. Why? Because energy is a magnetism, which means that I mean, if you spend a lot of time with negative people, at a certain point, you will get negative. If you spend time with positive people, you get positive. And, and that's just how it is. I mean, it's, it's simple math. But again, if we're not aware, if we don't make decisions that is contributing to positive energy, we'll most likely end up in a situation where we, we do things unconsciously, make decisions unconsciously that is not contributing positive on our energy. So how can we identify when we're with somebody and we're getting drained versus we're with somebody who's filling up the energy tank? I mean, for most of us, we've experienced these people where either, I mean, if you're young, it's, it might be a teacher, it might be one of your um, students that you're uh, going to school with, a university. Uh, it might be someone at work. It might be just someone at, at, at your in your family. I think everybody's trying to, to meet these people where immediately you see this person coming towards you thinking, oh, no, not me. Do not pick me. And then suddenly the person comes and say, hi, can I ask you a question? And then immediately it's just like... You feel that you, everything is being sucked out of you. And, and, and in worst cases, you need to spend the whole day of regaining the energy. I don't think there's anyone that's waking up in the morning thinking, hey, I've got to drain everybody around me. Uh, so, so why do they do it? They don't know they do it. It might sound scary, but it, it might actually not be. In my experience, actually, it's a great moment where we actually pay attention, show an interest and, and tell people that we care by going to someone saying, hey, I'm experiencing that you're pretty low on energy. Are you OK? And is there anything I can do to change that? And then as well make the person aware of that he or she might be draining everybody else around them. And based on my experience, I, I actually see that people change their energy and they start to blossom again because they've been made aware. And what about the positive energy? I mean, how do you know where that is? Is that just you feel happier when you're with that person or those people or doing whatever that activity is? Is it as simple as that? It is as simple as that. I mean, we, we, I think for most people, if we put our awareness into it, no matter if it, if you're a CEO or, or, or a ground staff, I mean, everybody can actually feel when you walk into a room, is this a positive experience or is it a negative experience? But as well, you can do positive things. I mean, we go back to the element of what makes you 
happy. Because when we when we do things that makes us happy, it creates energy. I don't th- say that life should be like pink and perfect, uh, because it, it will never be. We'll, there will always be things that we need to to do that is not making us happy or it's uh, draining our energy. But as long as we we put our awareness into making sure that that we fill our daily life up with the, the aspects of what makes us happy, we can actually change and work and develop our energy a lot and that goes as well when you when you make the decision on what do you want to educate yourself into i mean there's so many people that make take long very very beautiful educations and then they go out to do something different because it's actually not what they wanted to do and it doesn't make them happy one of the things that you talk about in life bridge one of the many things are looking at before we get at what makes you happy how do you remove the energy blockages that are in your life how do you clear those pathways so that you can use your energy to attract your dreams one of the biggest challenges for people i would say in general is that most people are stuck in the past they're waiting for the future missing out on the present moment and putting awareness into the present moment is step number one because we are not aware we just go through life on autopilot and and we we are not reflective either there's a study being done that have proven that two percent of the world population is reflective and becoming reflective is the first step now the second step is to realize that energy can you can you can yourself be a energy blockade people processes a lack of communication lack of transparency lack of honesty lack of uh, authenticity can become a energy blockade what we have to realize is that in my perspective energy is something that is being given to us 24 7 365 if we're able to receive it and when we have energy blockades around us we are not able to receive it but the fact is as well that energy keeps coming. So it's like uh, energy brocades builds up a dam. And when we start to identify these energy brocades, it could be a mindset. It's a mindset change. And it can also be to become aware that are you searching for opportunities or is it also that always the challenges? Are you um, all thinking positive in the way that what you search for? Like you have a belief. I, I'm strongly believe of what we think is what we get. So I, I is it the thoughts you're having? Are they positive or are they more founded in negativity? Most cases, actually, we, we do it like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and up to 80% of those are founded in either fear or negativity. So that's the first step for the majority of all people. Change your mindset. Go into a, a search for the positive thinking because positive thinking gives you a positive life. And as well, I mean, you might need to make decisions to change things in life. It can be the mindset, but it can as well be a relationship. It can be that you realize that you actually have chosen the wrong education. You could continue, but it's not going to benefit. It's not going to be contributing to your positivity. It's not going to be benefiting for your life energy or for the life happiness uh, that you want to have through life. So how can we use energy to attract our dreams? Well, um, the life bridge is, uh, in my point of view, the equation of life. It's really to, as I said before, to let go of this thing where we're stuck in the past, waiting for the future and missing out the present moment. And the transformation that I'm uh, helping people to get to, and, and, and I want to change the world of, of becoming more conscious about, is that we need to become better at balancing our focus and energy. And what, what we need to do is to, to actually balance our energy into two balance points. Now, the first one is the present moment. We take so many things for granted. 
And the present moment is one of them. We take ourselves for granted, our health for granted, our families, and so on and so forth. And what we often forget is that what we are taking for granted, other people are, are praying for. And and when we put 50% of our awareness into the present moment, and at the same time, put the rest of the 50% into our dreams, into the awareness of what do I want to achieve in life? What do I want to gain from life? What are my dreams? The better we balance these two points energy-wise, focus-wise, the shorter the bridge gets between the present moment today and the wished day for tomorrow. And and this is what's created by energy again, because the more you balance these things, the more you're aware of that. I mean, you cannot force dreams to, to, to a realization because time is just an illusion. But the better you balance these things, the more you work with it. Instead of being fully aware of the things you don't want in life, one of the transformations is to become a conscious about what is it you do want in life. That's what's connected to dreams. And and the better you work with this, the more your energy you put into it, the more energy you attract again. And then you actually to attract your dreams. And and this is the story of my life. The majority of all my dreams have been coming true ever since I was a kid. And it's not more like, like five or six years ago, I really understood the system behind. And after understanding that, my, my ability to attract my dreams and bigger and bigger dreams has just exploded. As part of your this formula that you've come up with, you've identified what you call the identity leadership model. Can you explain that? Identity leadership model was a model that I actually um, got a picture of in a very, very deep meditation. I, I meditate a lot and I teach people to meditate. And meditation is one of the strongest tools to become much more conscious and to be very, much better at, at um, sensing your intuition and be much better at, at, at having a ability to be uh, much more uh, effective in, in the way you make decisions. The identity leadership model is based on in, in a lot of aspects, but it's it's founded in three different things. The first one is the authenticity. So the 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 notion of how authentic am I actually in connections with different relationships? So what do we do is that we, we, we ask people to evaluate themselves on their ability to to become authentic. And the first step is, of course, to realize, am I authentic without myself? Am I lying to myself or am I actually telling the truth to myself? Then we go into parents, we go into children, siblings, friends, and work. And the interesting thing is that, I mean, because of the roles that most people are carrying, we change our level of authenticity. The rate is from zero to 10, zero, because... If you, for instance, are not authentic whatsoever, it will have a strong influence on everything else that's a part of ILS, identity leadership model. The second thing we ask people to evaluate is, again, energy. We ask people to identify how is positive energy um, founded in the same aspect. So again, when you are spending time with yourself, when you're talking to yourself, are you contributing with positive energy? That's a 10. Or are you actually draining yourself? That's a zero, maybe a one or two. The same goes for when you're with your family, when you're with your children, when you're with your friends at work and so on and so forth. Now, the, the thing about energy with yourself, I mean, I often ask when I do mentoring with people, I often ask people, so the way you talk to yourself, would you ever talk to me with that kind of tone? And people are like, oh, no, absolutely not. So does that make you happy? Does it make you happy? Does it contribute energy-wise for you to talk badly to yourself? No, but that's just a habit I have. And and, and again, it's a mindset change. It's a, it's a 
different way of living our lives. Instead of beating ourselves up from perhaps small mistakes, I mean, put your focus into the positive thing and acknowledge yourself. Love yourself for who you are, not for what you are. The last thing about uh, identity leadership model is the dreams. And dreams, in this case, is, is conscious path. Are we moving forward? And the reason for having that is, in my perspective, there's only two ways of doing things. It's either you... Uh, closes things down or you develop things. There's nothing in between. And actually, I, I believe that it's very important for us people to be on constantly move in developing because everything around us is developing so fast and the world is changing extremely fast. I mean, we spend 150 years in gathering the amount of data that we have right now. And the next five years, that's going to 10 times double. So we as human beings, we need to become much more adaptable to change. And and therefore, I think it's extremely important for people to put their awareness into, is there actually a, a conscious path? Are we moving in a conscious direction? As couples, as parents, as friends, as what we do for work. And, and I'm not saying that, I mean, if, if you love your work, don't just quit your job and find another job just for, for the development paths. But it's still just important to, to have a consciousness about, are you on the right path? Are you the right person in the right position? Or should you actually take yourself seriously and your life seriously and change things? And, and ILS is, is a fantastic tool for, to, to wake people up on, on, on that notion. There's a wonderful quote that you have, and you begin each chapter with quotes from different from different people. And this quote says, if you really want to dream, be fully awake. Hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely one of my favorite, uh, favorite quotes. I have a big painting in my office where it's stated as well. As I said before, most people are living their lives on autopilot. We're just replicates of each other. The, the uh, description is called uh, social proof. I'm just calling it people are living their lives on autopilot. And, and we're back again with the awareness of the present moment and, and the lack of knowledge of what we want in life. And when we don't when we, when we don't reflect on these things, we are attracting things in most cases that we don't want. It's like if, if you have something really important you want to go to and the only thing you think is, I want to, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get sick. What well, don't want to get sick. Hey, you get sick. Or if you get somewhere where there's no parking, I mean, or it's challenging by, by, by finding a parking spot and uh, for your car. I mean, that's one of the things I love being in the U.S. There's more, more likely a bigger, bigger chance to, to find a parking spot. But in Copenhagen, it's impossible. A lot of people, it's always saying, I mean, it's impossible to find a parking spot in Copenhagen. And I was just like, Hey, no, it's not because I always just request the, the, the parking spot. I say, I go into this address and I would like to have a parking spot. And there's always a parking spot. And, and this is back to 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 the the awareness of what you think is what you get and if we don't have the awareness of this if we are not aware of the things we should appreciate and not take for granted we will have a limitation of of actually uh, creating our dreams and most important thing attracting them you also talk about freedom and i especially love that section what Mm. does freedom mean to you everything everything uh I, I, I've given myself uh, through through the seven years I've, I've uh, had my company. I've had several um, titles, and it never felt right. And suddenly, I woke up and realized that hey, I'm a freedom creator. And why is that? Because when you ask people what are your dreams, most people are saying win the lottery, quit my job, travel around the world, and so on and so forth. And 
working for more than 6,000 hours with a one-to-one conversation with people, doing mentoring and, and working with people in their dreams, I realized that freedom is the thing. It's the foundation of all dreams. People seek freedom. And back to the unconscious part, what is freedom then? I mean, one of the things we, we, we spoke about, uh, you and I, is, is, is money freedom. Yes, money can buy your freedom. But I can sit in any bench, anywhere I am, right here uh, in the city I live in or wherever I am, sit on a bench and feel the most intense feeling of freedom. That doesn't cost me any money. It costs me time. I might choose to invest in my time just to sit still and just be. And that's one of the things that makes me me feel free. But again, it takes reflection on really asking myself, what makes you feel free? And really making conscious decisions on what is right and conscious decisions on what is not right for me. You have another quote that I love. Uh, This one is quoting Mark Twain. Mm -hmm. The secret to getting ahead is getting started. How do you interpret that? <laughs> I, I, what I'm taking from that is, I think a lot of people, no matter what age, are thinking, oh, gee, I wish I could dot, dot, dot. I mean, people, they don't dare to live out their dreams. People think about them and then they take them away. They don't dare, they're afraid. And, and they don't even dare to speak out their dreams because what would people think if I told them that I tell everybody, hey, my dream is to change the world to a more happy place through consciousness. What if I don't succeed? Well, I feel that I succeed every day by just moving a little bit forward for maybe one person or 500, doesn't matter. But but the, the, the gut of really doing things to dare to, to throw yourself into your dreams is what People is hindering people to live their dreams. And and again, if you, you just talk about it and you never do it, I mean, that's what most people are, are, are doing. And there was a study done that showed that, I mean, the majority of all people before they die, the last days, the last hours, the, the majority is thinking mostly about all the things they didn't do instead of the things they did do. And when I read that, I thought, I'm not going to be one of them. I'm going to be lying there with my closed eyes and think about all the great dreams that I actually realized. And this is what I'm trying to make people aware of. You know, I have a confession to make, Ulrich, because until I read The Life Bridge, I thought I had dreams. (laughs) But then I came to realize that they weren't really what I think you would call and what really should be a dream and a huge aspiration. Mm. So what were they then? You mean what were the dreams or what are yeah. the dreams? No, so, so the dream, what made, you realize, what made you realize that they were not dreams? Because it was very much about lifestyle as opposed to what I aspire to achieve mm. yeah. with the time that I have. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, one of my favorite, favorite questions I always ask people, and, and for you and for everybody who's listening to this, really pay attention now, because that's going to be one of your, your favorite questions, I hope. I always ask people when I meet them the first time, I say, so who are you? I become silent. And 
for for I would say like ninety five, maybe even ninety nine percent of all people, they say, "Well, my name is John, and I used to work for I don't know Bank of America." And so what they do is they go through their resume, and either they stop or I stop them, and then I tell them, "Okay, thank you for going through your resume and answering the question of who are you." And then I repeat my question and say, "But uh, sorry, not for, for uh, thank you for going through what you are, but not who you are." And, and, and this is what we do. I mean, men put up approximately 89% of their identity perception into what they do. Women, 79. And, and, and this, is, this is completely wrong. I mean, when you're young people, when they, they search for answers of what is it I should do, they should be looking for the answer of who am I? I mean, the education system, I'm educating children, young people to become something. And I mean, Yes, we need to become something, but I, it's much more important to become someone because looking back in history, there's tons of people who have become something, but they never became someone. But the chances of becoming something when you first become someone, it's it's completely different. And that goes as well back to the dreams. I mean, there, there's always, there always needs to be a, a bigger meaning, a higher purpose behind the dream that you want to go for. And in my case, it's very often freedom. And it's very much as well as well to, to create moments where time and place stand still where I can just be either alone or with someone else. And, and, and this is what it's about. It's about your personality. It's about your ident- identity. It's about, about your mind and soul and creating a balance between these two aspects. And that comes from the, the, the insights of who are you instead of just knowing what you are. So Ulrich, who are you? I'm a very empathic person. I dream big. I'm. Uh, I have a life purpose, which is to change the world to a more meaningful place. I'm putting everything aside in my life to reach this dream. I've uh, decided that my personal needs and my family's need, family's needs, is less important than such a higher purpose than changing the world. I'm very curious. I love talking to people and I love actually sharing my knowledge that can enlighten people to change their life perception that uh, at the end of the day um, creates uh, bigger happiness, more insightful decisions, and at the end of the day, um, happy life for people. That's really beautiful. Thank you really is. In your book, you talk about how it would be easy for people. And of course, the Java Junkie community doesn't know you personally for for them to project onto you like, oh, it's easy for Ulrich to have done that. He's one of those, and I'm quoting from your book, (laughs) one of those people who was born under a lucky star with a silver spoon in his mouth. But you say they would be mistaken to think that. Totally, totally. I've, I've, I mean, I grew up, I'm an alone child. Uh, I grew up with fantastic parents that were um, really giving me a wonderful childhood and was uh, actually quite a lot of home um, and, and taking care of, of me and, and my friends who very often love to be in, in our house. 
But um, my parents had good jobs, but were not like uh, very well paid at all. And when I started out, uh, I started in the fashion industry, which is uh, very often not very well paid. And of course, I went into the IT industry, which was much better paid. But but everything that I created, I created from scratch. And building up unified people was as well as starting from scratch. I, I changed my industry. I went from the IT industry. All my network was founded in, in the IT industry. And suddenly I was talking about people and people was like, oh, you're in the IT industry. And I said, yes, I used to be, but now I am working with people. And that was like, actually quite difficult for my network to understand. So, I mean, there's, there, there will never be anything that just drops down your, your lap and, and, and then everything is just pink and beautiful. You, you have to, to really put an effort into it. And most important thing, you have to, 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 to stick to the belief. I mean, if you constantly are doubting your dreams, or you're constantly are doubting yourself, it's, it's one of the biggest limitations and that just increases the length of your life bridge. Whereas if you respect the fact that we cannot have an influence on time. We need to be patient and we have to stick to the belief that just limits the distance between the present moment and the wish for the future. And and then as, as well, you have to be curious. You have to put your effort into it. And again, put your energy into it. And that just increases the possibility to attract whatever you want. You have a chapter, Ulrich, in which you talk about how your habits play an important role in determining whether your dreams will come true or not. How do you break the bad habits? How do you make the good ones? First of all, to become aware of your habits is your first step. And and for most people, that's difficult. Why? Because it's habits. I mean, it's just things we do on our autopilot. And, and we need to realize there's three kinds of habits. That's the positive one, that's the neutral one, and then there's what I call the potential development habits. Somebody would probably call them bad habits. And of course, let's start, let's start with the middle. So neutral ones, I'm thirsty, I get something to drink, I'm hungry, I get something to I mean, that's what makes us function. It's perfect. It helps us out every day. The positive ones are the ones that is contributing energy-wise. It's uh, making us uh, contributing to our positivity, our happiness in life, which is also good. Now, the, the, the last part is, is the, the challenging ones because, I mean, when we're not aware, again, back to the question about what do we do with the people who drains us, they're not aware. It's a bad habit. As well as it is with how do we communicate to ourselves? How, what, what is the tone? That's a bad habit. And it's, it's really by, by lifting yourself up in, in situations and analyze and helicopter view on what is happening right now with me. How do I react on these, these uh, informations that I'm getting? Why is it that I constantly have the same discussion over and over with my girlfriend or boyfriend? What is it that I could do? I mean, we're always waiting to, for, for everyone else to come and solve our problems. But, but again, I mean, we are the most important person in our life. And I think most people, they, they're not aware. They don't think about that. That's one of the habits. When I ask people, give me the name of the three most important people in your life. People say, well, I say my mom, my dad, and my uh, sister. Or they say my wife, my two kids. Which is, of course, true. It's part of our foundation. It's important. And then my next question would be, how important are you for your life? And people are like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'm also important. No, no, the answer is you, you, and you. You are the most important person in your life. Because if you don't take care of you, it's not a matter of we become big, big egos. But if we don't take care of ourselves, we cannot take care of others. And and habits of breaking habits is, is a part of that, uh, of, of, of really becoming curious towards oneself, to really put your focus into what are the habits that are actually contributing 
with positivity, energy-wise, happiness-wise, and one of the things that is actually limiting myself. And that's a tough journey, and it takes time. And it, it also means that you have to say perhaps uh, goodbye to friends or, or, or other people that because you suddenly realize that they are they are just shallow or they are at the end they're not contributing in a positive to to your life. Ulrich, for the final time for coffee question here, if you could go back to university and do it all over again, based on the wisdom that you have now, what would you do differently? What would you tell a younger Ulrich? I would probably um, would have been less focused on my career and more focused on on giving myself tools to lead myself. Most people, they spend very little time on on really learning how to lead oneself ourselves. Um, And and it's, it's like, honestly, it's a catastrophe because leading ourselves will be the most important ability for the future to come. With the changes that is massively increasing at the moment, we as people need to really be able to help ourselves to navigate. And for me, I I couldn't live life fast enough previously. Everything had to come so fast. I was married early. I got children early, cars, houses. So so everything for me had to come so fast. And and, and again, it's, it's like when you run very fast, suddenly you tremble. I mean, and, the, and then you, you fall down and you hurt yourself. And I did the same. One of the great dreams of, of writing uh, The Life Bridge from Unconscious to Conscious Life is, was really to, to hope, for hoping that, that people will wake up and realize that the only time in life we stop up is when it hurts the most. And I think it's, it's so sad. If, if we teach our young generations the importance of stopping up and feeling what is right for me and what is not right for me, and then give them the the gut to really live that out, we can change the world to a better place. One of the final quotes you have in The Life Bridge is from Oprah Winfrey, and she says, be thankful for what you have, you will end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Ulrich, you have given us so much. You're a meteor of positivity. <laughs> I can't I can't really thank you enough for making Time for Coffee with me and the Time for Coffee community today. Thank you. It's been a big pleasure and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity of sharing my, my positive thoughts and energy. I highly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Amber. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee. 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.